In this week's parasha, we know that the Torah brings down the famous story with Abraham Avinu and his tremendous act of Haknasat Orchim. And the Torah decided to use this story to depict and to bring out the greatness of Abraham Avinu's Midata Hesed. Of course, Abraham Avinu was involved in doing Chesed his whole life. His 75 years, he was running a tremendous Chesed organization. But yet the Torah found that this story is the one story to bring out the Midas HaChesed of Abraham Avinu. The question is why? So the Mepharshim explained something very deep and we'll try to bring it out and give you a practical application for it. They say that there's a fundamental difference between what we call Rahmanut, when one has mercy on another person, and a Midav Hesed, when a person has this attribute of a giver. And they say from this story, you see that chesed is for the sake of chesed, even if there's no need in front of you. Which means Abraham Avinu is sitting there in a day where it's extremely hot, and there are no people out in the street, so there's no need in front of him. In general, somebody comes to your house, he needs to eat, he needs to drink, he needs to sleep, he has a need. The need is there. And Baal Chesed will give the person and fill his needs. But over here there's no needs, nobody's outside. And even more so, when Hashem sees that Abraham Avinu is in Tzar, that nobody's coming... He doesn't take the heat away and bring people. He leaves the heat as is, and he sends malachim. Now malachim don't really have a need. They're not hungry and they're not thirsty. So the chesed was, even when it was applied, it was chesed l'shem chesed. It was Abraham giving because he wants to give. It's not really a need that's in front of him that needs to be fulfilled. And this is a story that we want to bring out what chesed is. Chesed l'shem chesed. Not mercy on a person who has a need, but chesed l'shem chesed. We see also in the Chazal say that Iyov was also a tremendous bal chesed. And he was tremendous in Haqlasat Orchim. But Chazal bring out a deep differentiation between the Haqlasat Orchim of Abraham and the Haqlasat Orchim of Iov. This is an officer of Nasser. Iov, if a person came to him and he used to eat pat haitim, he was of that financial stature that he would eat pat haitim. Then Iov gave him patchitim. But if he wasn't on that financial level that he could afford that, and he used to eat either 
like a holy type of bread or a seorim or something lower level, then Eov would give him the food that he was accustomed to. If he was a person who ate meat, Eov fed him meat. But if he didn't used to eat meat, very expensive to get meat, he would eat chicken or fish or something like that, then Eov would give him what he normally eats. Yet Abraham Avinu would give everybody the best bread and everybody the best food and everybody the, the food of millionaires he would give to even the poor people. That means, again, you see this point. Because if you're focused on the need of the person, then you go with his need. He's a person who's used to eating pat seorim. He doesn't need pat haitim. But Abraham is the giver, the ultimate giver. And the ultimate giver gives for the sake of giving. And that's what Abraham Avinu was. Let's try to understand what this concept is. That a person is a giver for the sake of giving. Even when there's no need before you. And where did Abraham Avinu learn such a concept from? And the answer is we see this from Hashem. Hashem created the world. On the premise of Hesed. Olam Hesed Yibaneh. But there was nobody in the world and nothing existed to give Hesed to. So Hashem created an opportunity, created a Tzayrich in order to do Hesed with. He created the world, He created the people, He created their opportunity to go to Olam Abad. He created the Hesed. That means the Midah of Chesed was there prior to the need. The Midah of Chesed actually is what created the need itself. Is the Midah of Chesed. And a human being has to emulate HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And in the most practical place that we have it in our world, just to understand it, is that having children. These Nishamot are up in Shamayim. They're not here. Even though ultimately there is a need, because if they don't come to this world, they're not going to Olam Abba. So you are doing a chesed by bringing them into the world and, and raising them and, and helping them get the Hayah Olam Abba. But in the most down-to-earth way, we don't see them here. So we don't feel the need. So why am I doing it? What's pushing me to go ahead and bring these kids into the world? That's the meat of chesed without having the person in front of you who has the need and then you're filling the need. You, so to speak, your desire to give chesed in itself creates the need and brings the child into the world so you can do chesed with him. And that's the ultimate of tzalem alakim. Tzalem alakim means that a human being has to go in the ways of Hashem, emulate the ways of Hashem, and behave as much as humanly possible as HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So where's the manifestation of Tzalem Aleichem? The manifestation of Tzalem Aleichem is getting married and bringing children to the world, even though there's a tremendous amount of tercha involved in that, and a tremendous amount of money that's needed to do this. Time, effort, energy, difficulty, struggles, for what? Because I'm emulating Hashem and I'm bringing that child into the world in order to do chesed with him, even though the tzorich for chesed is not in front of me. 
The same thing we find is in the concept to some degree in Kirov Rechoikim. For example, you have a person who's not religious. He's perfectly happy with his life. He has his wife, he has his kids, he has his family, he has his business, he has his house, he has his vacations, he has his restaurants. The guy is good. He doesn't need anything. Even though ultimately, ultimately, of course, you're doing chesed with him because you're bringing him to Olam Abba and you can help him change his ways. But only a person that has a true midas chesed that has an interest in developing and giving chesed even though the person doesn't think he needs it. So what do I do to the person? I go over to the person, I'm machadish to him a need. I show him that he has a need. And now he has a need. When I teach him that he's leading his life in the wrong direction, and he's not going to get the nitzchis that he should get, now he feels the need, now you have to teach him, now you have to fill it. But what created the need? The created the need was the fact that I want to give. So if I want to give, that pushes me to create a need, like Abraham Avinu. His desire to give created the need. The malachim came. The same thing is when you teach people Torah, and you teach a Talmud, the Bokhar's perfectly happy with his life. He's ready to go to work and do whatever he's got to do. He doesn't feel the need. But then you enlighten him and you inspire him. And you, and you give him a bigger mind to see that there's more to life than just making money. And then he realizes that there's more to life than making money. But now he needs someone to teach him how to become a Tamiya Hakam. How to lead his life. Only a Balchesed would be Mechadish by the person that needs. If you're not a Balchesed, then why do you have to be Mechadish that to him? Bishlam, if he comes to you and he says, I want to learn and I don't know how to learn and I, I know it's the right thing to learn, please teach me. So that's Rachmanus. You have to have Rachmanut on the guy. But to create by him a need which he doesn't have, that's the Midas HaChesed. The Midas HaChesed, the gift for the sake of giving, the point is that you are, to some degree, as much as humanly possible, you're not like Hashem. Hashem Mamish created the need. But we learn from Hashem that in our world there's also the concept of creating the need of Chesed by bringing children to the world, by being Makar of people at Torah, to giving people spiritual growth. That's also emulating HaKadosh Baruch Hu because you are with your mind creating that need and you're going out of the box to create that need and to be able to fill that need. We see that this story of Abraham Avinu takes place immediately after the Brit Milah. That means what we learn from this is prior to Abraham Avinu Doing the Brit Milah, he wasn't on that level, so to speak. That means only after that he made the Brit Milah, was he now elevated to the level of doing Chesed exactly like the Rabbani Shalom. Chesed, L'Shem Chesed. We need to understand that though. Seemingly Brit Milah is connected to the world of Taiva. Not connected to the world of Chesed. 
But we see over here that a human being that still has not elevated himself from the world of Taiva, he cannot connect to this concept of Chesed Hashem Chesed because he's still into himself. He could do Chesed, but that Chesed that he's going to do is going to be a little bit to some degree self-serving. Because he sees a guy who's in pain. When you see someone in pain, it's uncomfortable for you. Or you'll give him on terms and conditions. How much you want to do, to what degree you want to do. But once Abraham Avinu rose above that, with the Brit Milah, he came to a certain clarity that a person is only a conduit of chesed. Like Rabbi Rucham says in a place, a person has to be like a person who has no pockets. That's the type of giver you have to be. You have no place to put anything. Everything that you got from Hashem is to use it for chesed. You are a conduit of chesed. That's a chesed l'shem chesed. That's the madrega that Abraham Avinu grew to. And Rabbi Rucham writes in a place that this is not just a maila. This is ikotsuras ha'adam. Which means a human being, what defines the real human being is a real human being is a person who is a giver. That's the real human being. There's no place for me and then if I want and I decide for you. The human being is a giver. And a giver for the sake of giving, meaning he has the Midas HaChesed, is going to imagine the opportunities. And he's going to create that. If you have someone who's, you are Baal Chesed, you will see things that other people don't see. We all can see if somebody cries out for help, that he needs help. But there's people around you, you walk around the room, there's people around you that can use a smile. There's people around you that can use uh, a hello. There's people around you that can use a little bit of chizik. You wouldn't notice that. Because the guy didn't ask for it. So you won't see it. But a person who wants to give, who yearns to give, who desires to give, he will notice it. He will give it. He'll give it even if it's not so sure if the person needs it. Because he wants to give. That's what a Jewish person's supposed to be. That's the Tzura Zahodah, Rabbi Rucham is saying. That defines the human being, is that? And I just want to take it maybe a drop deeper over here. There's a Meshachachim in this parasha, which I'm expounding on, who says, that Iov's chesed was more his nature. Your nature. You're a nice guy by nature. You're following your nature. As opposed to Abraham Avinu, he was going above nature. Which means as follows. Of course, it doesn't mean that he just did it because it's the Tzivah Hashem and he did it with coldness. Because this is what you have to do. Chesed is an emotion. Chesed is a feeling. Chesed is ava. That's part of your reality. That's part of your nature. But what it means is that Abraham Avinu was not governed because of his nature. It means that he knew how to 
Open up those koiches hanefes. The way Hashem wants you and when He wants you to open those kochot hanefesh. And that's Odom HaSholeh. Like the Goyen says at the end of this week's parasha, where Hashem tells Abraham after the Akedah, now I know that you're Yared, that you are a man who fears God. What happened now? And He says, this Yesoid, the Goyen. Because over here, Abraham Avinu was doing something that seemed to be the most cruel thing you can do. To take your son and time on an altar and, and sacrifice his life. A man who's a Balchesed by nature is not an Odom Because he's acting according to his nature. But he never would be able to go against his nature to do that. So how is Abraham Avinu able to go against his nature? It means that all his feelings and emotions are governed by the way Hashem wants you to use them. It doesn't mean you're a robot. It means that you know how to use these midas. That's above, that's aboveness. To have this aboveness, that only comes through the power of Brit Milah. Because the Brit Milah makes that you can connect to the spirituality. You can connect to Hashem. You can be a Tzalem Aleikim. You're going above human nature and instincts. That's the power from Bersmila. That we have such a tremendous power. And in a practical sense, we need to bring this into our lives. That the focus is giving for the sake of giving. You see this sometimes, you have parents that have children that are special needs children. The child could be autistic or whatever. He's a special needs child. Now this parent brings this kid into the world and this parent has nothing in return. Nothing comes back in return from this kid. He puts koiches and koiches and koiches and koiches and the kid doesn't even realize that he's getting these koiches. He doesn't have the mental capabilities to even understand what he's getting. And after years and years of work, you see very little accomplishment over there. What Hashem is giving these people is an opportunity to walk in the way of Hashem and to behave in Tzalem Aleichem as a pure giver with nothing in return. Like Hashem does with us. Hashem gives us and He gives us and He gives us and He invests in us. And we're like autistic kids. We don't really give much back. If anything. And we are like these special children. We don't even realize we're getting anything from Him. We're totally oblivious to what's happening. And these special parents, these very holy special people, they're the people that are holding up the world and Klal Yisrael. Because when Hashem wants to punish us, and they pray and they say that Hashem should have mercy upon us, like a father has mercy on his children, he's referring to those parents who have mercy on their children. Not the parents who get nachas from their kids. Not the parents that get covered from their kids. 
Because over there you can start to lose this clarity in Chesed L'Shem Chesed. But that has to be what we have to grow to do. We have to stop thinking so much about ourselves and try to get out of the grip of yourself to be a giver without the what do I get in return? Or without needing to be inspired with the merciful inspiration which bothers me to feel in such a situation. You go over to somebody in yeshiva you have nothing from him. He's not the most popular guy. It's not a big deal if you're his friend. He doesn't do anything good for you. And he's not screaming out for help. And you notice him and you messiahs to him, and you give to him, then you're a giver. And when you have that mindset, your life will be different. We find many problems today. Conflict between parents and children is because people are not givers. Even though they're following the Shukhan Aruf, says bring your kids to the world. But they think that when their kids come to the world, it's for them to, 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 to keep it on their own. You know, it's for me. They're mourning the Hakar Satayv. They forgot that the kid is there, not for them. It's for them to give. Not to micromanage them and control them in the way that you want. It's a schmooze in itself, which I don't want to go all into that now. But you have to remember that you are a giver for the sake of giving. You have students. You have Talmidim, you have people you're Mashpiyan. It's a one-way street. Their job, their avoid is to have Hakalat Atov. It's their avoid. And if you ma'ir them, you're only ma'ir them for their sake, not for your sake. If you want to teach your kids Kibur Abahem, it's because that's good for them. Not because you need it. It's because it's good for them. That's why we teach people that. But not to get something back. That's a person who didn't move past the goof. We have to move past the goof. And we have to be looking to give. And if we train ourselves to be these type of people, which Rabbi Ruchum says, a man without pockets. A man without clothing, I think he even says. There's no, no place to put anything. Everything that he gets, he's here to give. But ultimately, the human being thinks that giving is going to hurt him. And that's why he's limited in his giving. Moshe Rabbeinu says of him, Ayin Tov Yivorach. The reason why Moshe Rabbeinu knew everything is because he was, had Ayin Tov, he wanted to give everything. Giving is ultimately getting everything. The greatest growth, the greatest bracha comes from giving. And we have to remember that. We may think that we're givers and we're nice guys and all that kind of stuff. But when you start to face the tests of life and you start to realize that people are not market toys and some people pay bad back for good and you start to notice that you're very selective in how you give chesed and you pay attention to yourself, you will realize that you're not about chesed. You feel, it's, 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 you know, there's a story from Abchatzka I once saw. It's like a very big Balmusser's type of story. But there's a lot to learn from it. Abchatzka went to a student in Yeshiva who was sick. 
And he was sleeping in the dorm, but he was really sick and he wasn't doing well. And Rav Chaska went over to him and he said to the kid, I want you to move out of the dorm and move into my house. In my house, I will give you a quiet room. It'll be warm, it'll be very comfortable. My wife will cook for you healthy, hot meals, not yeshiva food. You know what you need to get better. And the Bokha said, I'm not doing it, taking that from you. I need to pay you for it. I'm not taking that from you. It's not nice. You're the mashkiach of the yeshiva. And Rav Chaska said, I don't want your money. I want to help you. I want to give you. I don't want your money. So they're fighting back and forth. And the conversation ended in a stalemate. Later, Rav Chaska came back to him and he said, Okay. I'll take the money from you, come to my house. So simply by yourself, you would say, he knows that it's best for the kid to come to his house. If that's what it's going to take, I'll take the money from him. But that's not what Rav Chatzkel said. Rav Chatzkel said, I thought about it, and what was actually going on was as follows. I wasn't being involved in chesed. I was being involved in buying somebody. Imagine, I do such a big chesed for you. I take you to my house. I feed you. Wow. Now you're on my fan club. Now you're mishubit to me. Because I did you such a chesed. So, and you wanted to give me money because you didn't want to be mishubit to me. So it was a business deal, you know. We were working out the price. But you know what? I want to do chesed, Hashem chesed. And if you want to pay for it and not feel mishubit, and you don't want to be on the fan club, and they're not going to write it in the book, on Reb Chatzkel, that he was such a tzaddik and he took someone to his house, kol kavod. Now that's the way Abba Musa thinks. Because a person can be busy thinking he's doing chesed, the guy's buying fan clubs. To look like the nicest guy, but he wants a fan club. Don't think it's so easy to reach that level of a true giver. Not that simple to reach that level of a true giver. I had a story myself one time. I'll give you a story. I was clarifying if I should say it, but I'll give you a story. One time, my wife was doing a business. She was making mishloch manot and selling it. So I went to a certain individual whose house was empty. He had two houses. One house he was living in, the other one was a uh, like an investment home, but no one was renting it, and it was sitting vacant. And I said to the guy, I said, you know, I need a warehouse, so let me buy, you know, rent your house for two, three weeks before Purim, and my wife will do the mishloch manot from there, and that will be the, 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 the house that's the warehouse. The UPS guy's going to come pick up the stuff, and everything's going to go out of this house. Like this, we could make the business big because in my house, you know, you have two inches here and three inches there. Over here, you got four bedrooms, a basement, a kitchen, the dining room. And we set up a very nice man, did me a big chesed, and his company, he put us as like a warehouse of his company, and UPS is going to come and the whole thing. Now, about five days before Purim, 
where the house is full with merchandise, ready to go. The guy all of a sudden shows up. He says, get out of my house. I'm coming here to live. My other house didn't work out. Whatever, I have to leave there. I'm sorry, Zeigesund. What do you mean, Zeigesund? You know, it's Arab Purim. I got 900 orders here. I got UPS connected with it. We made a thing. He didn't even ask. He just showed up. All of a sudden, one day, someone's taking measurements on the carpets. <laughs> the moving truck is there. It was like, not even ask. By him, it was a Nilsa de Pshita. He didn't even show up. So I didn't want to make a machlekes. And I took out the stuff, and I asked this guy, could you do me a favor, put some stuff in your garage, and some stuff in your garage. And we worked it out. It was a little bit of a bachter. We worked it out, and then we had to come back for the UPS to pick up the stuff, you know. It was a lot of, it was real like Yehudim, you know. <laughs> so, okay. What are you going to do? Now, the guy comes over to me. Obviously, he felt a little bad. So he said to me, you know, the deal was that I was going to pay him the rent. Not a lot. I wasn't using the house anyway. And I was going to pay for the uh, heat, you know, the... The utilities, right? So I owed him about, I don't know, $100, $200 for the utilities. And he said, you know what? I'm mochel you the utilities. So I said, my instant, you know, reflex was, no, 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 chas v'shalom. I said, I'm going to pay the utilities. I'm paying the utilities. Now as I'm walking away, I think, wow, one day they're going to write a book about me, you know? <laughs> what a tzaddik. Not only did the guy mess me over, I paid the utilities too. Because I'm a man of my word. And then two steps later, I realized that I'm not a tzaddik. I'm such a lowlife, it's not giant. <laughs> because, no, let me stuck this guy and let him feel, ba- at least let him feel bad, you know? Let him live with the guilt. If I take the, if I don't take, if I don't pay him the two hundred, he's gonna walk away, smacking himself on the back and saying, "What? I need tzaddik. You know, I matted him, I potted him on the money for the thing. We're good. No more guilt feeling. Now let him live with the guilt. Let me stuck him. You're not a man of your word. You know, you gave your word and you backed out. I'm a man of my word. I said I'm gonna pay utilities. I'm gonna pay utilities. So I was killing him. I wasn't a tzaddik. And then I remembered this from Chatzko Maisi, you know. This, we have to realize, again, we're talking darkistic things here. But to develop yourself as a human being to be a giver is not so simple. And of course we're not saying that a person is going to become the Avram Avinu of the generation overnight. He's not going to do that. It's a big transformation of a human being. It's a slow process. But we have to start somewhere. I once heard a shmuz from somebody who said over B'Shem the Chazanish. He said, Rabbrim B'Shem the Chazanish. And the Chazanish said, if you want to start working on acquiring Midas HaChesed, then take a Jew that you have nothing from him who needs a prayer. He needs a refuah, he needs a shidduch, he needs a hatzlach and learning. But whether he gets married or doesn't get married, doesn't make a difference to you. He's not your cousin, he's not your friend, he's a random guy. But he becomes Tami Hakam, he doesn't become Tami Hakam, it doesn't make a difference to you. And don't tell anybody. 
He shouldn't know. Nobody should know. And you pray for the guy every day. That's an act of giving. Pure act of giving only for him. That's what Kazanish said step one is. So we need to walk away from this parish and we say, How is that Ramavino Masak in the Taifa? That I'm only for myself and my only for my needs. How do I get there? And the answer is we take a small step in the right direction to try to train ourselves to do pure chesed. And eventually, a that a person could rise to much higher levels and to become actually a true giver.